When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Courtney, our draft scout, Courtney Cronin from ESPN. Give us your reaction to the Ezra Cleveland pick by the Vikings and what you have learned from the many conference calls that the Vikings have had this evening. (laughs) Well, I think it's a good pick. I think that they got lucky tonight just with the way that the board fell because you heard Rick Spielman say on Thursday that, you know, they want to be aggressive and they had all the draft capital to do so and it just doesn't feel like they needed to. I mean, there were no tackles taken at that point. It was the guard from, uh, I think it was from Louisiana Lafayette. He was taken earlier in the second round, but they didn't have to get crazy and start trading picks to try to get up into the second round because the two tackles that they liked, both in Ezra Cleveland and Josh Jones, were available to them at 58. So I thought it was a good pick. I think the Trent Williams talks, um, we knew kind of as the day was progressing, if they weren't going to get something done by the time uh, the draft started, it was highly unlikely that they were going to be able to do it at any point uh, once the second round had started. And, you know, they moved on. They weren't going to wait on Washington. Washington had always wanted second round value for him. And what I had heard was that was a third and a fourth round pick. The Vikings were not going to give that up. And they go and get a tackle that they're able to bring into the fold. And I know what Jamal Stevenson said to us on the conference call earlier that they anticipate he'll be able to play, quote, or contribute right away. Um, that's probably more like optimistic thinking than when you look at somebody like Ezra Cleveland, who is uh, more, it proje- he projects more as a developmental prospect right now. He definitely needs some time to season. Uh, in an offense and, and learn, you know, put weight on his frame. It's very much like the Brian O'Neill pick guys from two years ago, but that's not to say that he won't be able to play at any point this year. But I just keep going back to what offensive, our offensive line expert, Jeremiah Searle, said um, weeks ago about how he projects that guys drafted this year, offensive linemen, uh, you're going to have a real tough time seeing the field if you do not have that offseason program. Courtney, it feels like that the first two days – uh, from the Viking standpoint, have gone absolutely fabulous. And we don't know yet. Obviously, these guys have not even put on jerseys. But there's some years where it feels like the board is working against you, and there's some years where it feels to me like the board is working for you. And in this case, when it comes to the Vikings, it feels like the board is working for them. Do you get the sense that they are are pretty thrilled with how guys have fallen to them so far? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, they they got all this draft capital and they don't have to do anything with it, um, which is good and bad. I think that this is a year that you don't necessarily want to have 10 picks on the final day of the draft because 
majority of those guys, A, are not going to make your roster. And, you know, if you can trade up to get players who are more ready to compete right now, you probably should do it. But, you know, who knows what their window for that is on day three. They might decide to be very active tomorrow. But I think, you know, they, they didn't have to essentially put cart before the horse tonight and panic when they started to see how the board was falling early in the second round, it was the wide receiver run, it was the running back uh, run, and it was safeties. And that really played to their benefit if they were eyeing offensive line all along. I think they could have gone defensive end there too. But, um, you know, they got lucky. And half the time, as we know, there's no exact science to this. And sometimes it's just the luck of the way that the board falls. I don't know. Maybe this is karma, good karma coming their way for uh, when they passed up on the big run on offensive linemen two years ago in 2018. Maybe it's just karma uh, paying the Vikings a visit in a good way. Is there a reason that was brought up by Jamal Stevenson um, that Ezra Cleveland did drop? I mean, it seemed to me that just teams who came up before them had already drafted line or had that position all filled. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, I didn't see anything that would be a major red flag. The guy's a top-notch athlete for the position with a ton of experience, and maybe he isn't the strongest guy at six foot six and 311 pounds, but there's nothing that would make me say, yeah, you know what, take a running back instead of this guy. No, I, I think a lot of it has to do with the fact that the board – came together the way it did last night uh, with the offensive line group. You had the top four, and then you had Austin Jackson. Austin Jackson was projected everywhere from a first-round pick to a third-round pick. I just think that there's, you know, with some of these tackles who are considered more raw developmental projects that you're not going to start as a surefire left tackle day one of the 2020 season, that teams aren't necessarily jumping the gun to try to get them in. I mean, it's not the strongest offensive line group we've ever seen uh, compared to previous years. So I think that that certainly played into it. Stevenson didn't address that specifically. Um, I'm not sure he was directly asked that, but he did mention um, just the time that the Vikings had spent with Cleveland uh, over the last few years because when they were scouting Alexander Madison, uh, they were able to watch him too because they both went to Boise State. So they've had their eye on him for a while, which leads me to believe that he was their target kind of all along. They knew that if they played the board right and didn't panic and didn't try to jump up into the high 30s or high 40s to get him, that they would essentially be able to stay where they were, stay patient, see if anybody wanted to come to them, and eventually get the player they wanted all along. All right, Draft Scout, help me out. What are the Green Bay Packers doing? They they just took a tight end, but they've taken a running back, and, and then, of course, going back to the first round, we all know they took Jordan Love, the quarterback. What do you, because I, I will say this, as well as things have gone for the Vikings draft-wise, I think I could make an argument that, for the most part, the rest of, of the division has basically looked at the Vikings and said, how can we help you? And the Packers <laughs> lead that group, draft yeah. scout, by saying, how can and, we be as stupid as possible? And, and, Jed, they just did something else kind of crazy, too. They took a tight end that uh, Todd McShay didn't even have in his top 300. Yeah. So, anyway, the floor is yours. Yeah, it was a little weird. Uh, That tight end that they just took uh, was considered, I think he was like the third tight end of a pretty weak group this year. So, I don't know. Um, (laughs) I think it's honestly because they know that Mercedes Lewis is probably going to retire because he's 1,000 years old. And they're just like, hey, let's get some weapons for Aaron Rodgers. But wouldn't you think they would do that for, uh, yes. I mean, just given how 
good this wide receiver class is. I don't know. A um, little weird. I was uh, definitely not anticipating that one. But, you know, it's a thing apparently because the Bears now have 10 tight ends on their roster. And uh, the Packers seem to be thinking that that's the way that you win football games in 2020. I don't hate the Jordan Love pick, though. I talked about this with Rami earlier. I like it. I think that it's a great pick for the future of that franchise if you're thinking long term. I think he's bad, so that's my problem. I just don't think he's any good. I'm like, just, if he was good, I would support it. I'm just surprised that they didn't get their quarterback some immediate wide receiver help that was definitely there. That's the one thing that's, that's yeah, what no, surprised I me. Agree with you there. I agree with you there, Judd, especially uh, in the second round. I think they had an opportunity to do that, but, you know... It's a weird. It's been a weird draft, I think, for all teams in the NFC North, and the Vikings are certainly out ahead of everybody else. But do we really know if any of these guys are going to pan out? I mean, it looks like the Packers are kind of taking the long play. I don't know what the hell the Bears are doing. The the Lions are filling holes, and, and the Vikings too. I mean, they've got their immediate need guys, but they're also projecting outward. I mean, Cameron Dantzler, uh, the third round corner that they just took, I think it was at eighty nine. Um, you know, might be somebody who can come in and compete for what he's lengthy, could compete for one of those uh, remaining outside spots. Maybe he's a project. I think that once you get into this round and you're looking and evaluating the type of players that you have on your board and going best player available, going by, by need, um, you're still shooting for a high ceiling player before you get to day three and you're starting to address, okay, well, this guy has technique flaws here. Can we fix it with coaching? Can we not, et cetera. Like, I think it'll be a good situation for them to be in if they can come away with a defensive end at the end of today. I think that has to be a defensive lineman, uh, either an interior guy or an edge rusher, uh, has to be their final pick of this uh, of tonight if they do end up picking at 105. Yeah, and it would be just like Spielman to get right to that pick and be like, oh, we're trading back. No more selections, guys. You can go home. He did that to us a few years ago with the, the Jalen Holmes pick. Yep. So that is very possible. Well... If we were to say that they could have done one thing better in this whole draft so far, what would it be? You know, I understand why the Trent Williams thing did not play out for the Vikings. I think that Washington was idiotic in trying to force its hand the way it did, and they're going to walk away with nothing. Like Trent Williams would probably rather retire than play for the Redskins after all that went down there, but when I think of what's going to happen this off season and that everything's virtual and they're probably going to be meeting up with each other in August uh, and have six weeks to, to get ready to start the season. I think that the offensive line and getting veteran help that would give you an instant upgrade, not guys that have to learn how to play in the NFL and learn how to put the weight on their body. And I mean, the transition that Brian O'Neill had, the transition that Garrett Bradbury had, they came with bumps. Uh, if you remember from their rookie season, and they had the whole 10-week offseason program. Guys like Ezra Cleveland are probably not going to have that. So while I think it is a good pick, I really support that pick. I just, you know, it would have probably for their case, if, if if the side just would have, you know, worked it out, it would have been a good fit for Minnesota to be able to get somebody in here uh, to play left tackle, to move on from Riley Reef, and you get an immediate you know that you're okay at that spot. You're not rolling the dice, uh, which I think they're going to probably have to do at certain spots in the offensive line. Sorry, I was just uh, creating a meme to post on Twitter for the Packers draft, and it's a cat at a computer, and it's typing at the computer, and it says, I have no idea what I'm doing. 
Oh, the one where he's like freaking out and typing really fast. Actually, you know what? <laughs> I I do have a question in the division that goes beyond the Packers, and you uh, touched on this uh, draft scout. So I'd like to ask you about the Chicago Bears because the Chicago yeah. Bears. Wh- why a tight end there? Why what? Is Ryan Pace doing? What is he thinking? I mean, Shoot, Judd, I don't know. Jimmy don't Graham's know a thousand years doing. old. He just signed him. Okay, they're, they're, the Vikings I mean, are going to love... win this damn division, aren't they? Uh, like yeah, these other yeah, teams yeah, have yeah. botched so badly this offseason. Who scares the division? Who scares you? Like who? Who do you look at and say, "Well, but the long play there looks like they're going to be fantastic." I mean, Green Bay's taking chances, but I it's don't. It, it's literally Detroit. Like Detroit has made the most sense this offseason of any team for mostly who they've drafted, except and the coaches, who awful. they signed and brought in. But right, they're a disaster of a franchise. Like, yeah, when we were talking about all this, you know, uh, they're rebuilding this spot and you know, win now mode and stuff. It's just hard to see the Vikings being anything short of good in this division because of the other teams. Jonathan Harrison just sent me a text that said the Bears now have ten tight ends on their roster. <laughs> Yeah, they do. It's nuts, isn't it? It's ten. Just honestly, where's the common sense? Like, Ryan Pace should be fired right now. Just end it for him. I mean, it's kind of crazy when you think about, um, like, what's at stake for the Bears this year, for both Nagy and for um, Ryan Pace. Like, you know, with the quarterback moves that they made, those were necessary moves, but... You know, Cole Komet, I think is his name. Uh, if I pronounce him that correctly, like, what does that help you with? I mean, I get, I get Jalen Johnson. I liked him a lot. Yeah, I thought he would yeah, have been a good, good fit here in Minnesota. But outside of that, um, I really don't understand what they're doing. Um, I mean, they just cut Trey Burton the other day, and now they bring in another tight end, a rookie tight end. Like, apparently, they're, maybe they're the Vikings. Maybe they're like trying to hold up a mirror to their opponent in the Twin Cities. And be like, hey, we can run as much twelve and twenty-two as you guys do. Well, they're mm. on oh, that track, yeah. or or maybe the Vikings hired a very impressive hacker to draft for the Packers and for the uh, Chicago Bears. Well, Courtney, you have another conference call coming up in two minutes with Cameron Dantzler. So, Dantzler your way onto that one, oh, and oh, uh, or or maybe Prancler on your way to it. And Courtney, uh, I'd like to apologize, Matthew. Will, uh, please just stop. Courtney and I will have a recap of day three podcast for those of us who listen via the podcast. So, thank you, Courtney, for jumping on. No problem. Thanks for having me, guys. Bye. Talk to you. This holiday season, Peloton's got a gift for you. Get up to $200 off accessories with the purchase of a Peloton bike, Bike Plus, or Tread. And take your workout to the next level with accessories like non-slip grip dumbbells, a heart rate monitor, cycling shoes, and more. Peloton, motivation that moves you. This limited time offer ends December 25th. Visit OnePeloton.com to learn more. All access membership separate. Offer ends December 25th. Cannot be combined with other offers. See additional terms at OnePeloton.com.